pray, Lord, that you would help us right now to, to understand what's going on in the spiritual realm. God, to know that you are here. Come, we're not going to move right now to the next song until we just get this in our hearts and in our minds that Jesus, God, the one who speaks life into you, the very reason why you can breathe, the reason why you have air in your nose and in your lungs, he's meeting with us right now. God, we just pray right now that we would just surrender everything about ourselves, that we would surrender everything, God, that maybe we've had a cabinet to us, God, that we would surrender everything that maybe I've been dealing with up to this point. God, I pray right now that your power, God, would go forth and break some chains, will break some barriers, God, will break some of the unfamiliarity right now in Jesus' name. God, that every person right now that the sound of my voice would have an encounter with you. Jesus, it's our desire that's in our heart. God, we love you. We're thankful, God, that you would be with us. Come on right now, would you just all eyes closed in this place? Would you just tell them in your own words? God, would you help me get ready for what you're about to do in this place? Come on, tell them it's okay. God, help me get ready. I may not feel like worship, but God, I pray that you would help me get ready in Jesus' name. I want an encounter with you. Come on.
worked too hard to see that couple moments We need you, Lord You are desired, God We want to know you more We want to know your power We want to know your love
everything. A time to be born and a time to die. There's a time in the world as we know it will end. When that is, I don't know, but it is going down. Listen, it's going down. Holla, Mayday. Them fiends looking for candy and them dealers got that payday. I seen them child soldiers, they was loading up some AKs. Ain't plaguing modern warfare. Don't you know ain't a warfare? Scales never even, but they be triple B. They keep them fiends fiending. The devil stay scheming. They dream of steady dreaming, but ain't no hope here. Ain't no satisfaction in money, women, and clothes here. Oh, yeah. Them Christians and Christian are the shade. Hello guys, so today I'm doing announcements, so you're just gonna have to bear with me for the first time. So, uh, so I and, uh, I don't know if you guys know the chant, if there's anybody here, possibly, I'm up here you gotta help me out, What he said. Who, 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 who here thinks we should give this try? Oh, come on. I, I need a little bit more. Alright, alright. So, I say elevate, and you guys say. Elevate! Alright, that's good. Alright, so, our vision here is loving God, loving people, our strategy, connect, mentor, sin. We connect you to the cross, mentor you through discipleship, and we send you out. And, you know, I can just testify just how this has even affected me, you know. Just how I came, first time I came here, I didn't know anybody. Like, I came here on my own. Nobody invited me. I'm under pressure, and, you know, I'm under pressure. Uh, people just knew me, started up talking to me, you know, getting to know me. You might say, oh, that's too radical, you know, to get connected or something. Everybody should be connected, you know what I mean? So, it's not just for radical Christians. As a matter of fact, no. Every Christian should be radical. You know, just getting connected such a powerful thing, you know, it's not like we're just going to be preaching to you and, you know, you don't really care about it and don't want to get to know you people like it. I can just testify from my own experience here. We have a goal of 100,000 disciples in Chicago. There's 50 churches. There's 50 churches and 500 churches around the world. So, if you believe it, say amen. Alright, awesome. Thanks, Mike. Uh, and obviously the way you can get connected and get to know more people is Tuesday from start at 5.30. Call Cynthia and Stephanie for more And this, I'm, I'm excited about this. This is the Unashamed Tour 2012. If you guys, yeah, yeah, turn it off. Is, is that person uh, at the concert? So if you think this is good, 
A bunch of awesome uh, rappers are going to be there. Lecrae, Trip Lee. You know, I'm not even into rap. It's not my thing. I like I like rock music and electronic music. But dude, these guys are so amazing. Even I have to listen to them every now and then because that's how amazing these guys are. And the concert, it used to be $20. Um, but the, the concert itself, they actually gave our youth group a discount. So now, instead of $20, it's $12. And I don't know if we're uh, that broke here, um, but I'm sure we can all uh, get together some $12 by October 5th. Um, we're going to meet here at 5 p.m. Uh, there's going to be some time for you to come if you're a little late, but please make it by 5 p.m. And obviously call Cynthia for more information. Excellent. And then there's tithes and offerings. Uh, tithe is 10% of your total income. Offering is whatever you offer to God after your tithe. So, do we have a number? No. What? Okay, 45. <laughs> okay, so pretend you didn't see that. $45. Okay, what's 10% off of that? Anybody? Taylor, come up here. Tyler. What's 45, What's 10%? $45. You got it right. Wait. No, he didn't. Oh, oh well. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he got it. <laughs> okay, so next slide. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm new to this. You gotta help. Okay. X23, everybody stand up. Six million ways to die. Choose 10. And if he don't die, then he probably do him again. A passionate contestant made a genocide for me. No respect for humanity. Bang on the glass, call it window pain. I'm jumping out the window, trying to get a frame through the frame. Close range when he point, I just black out. Now you got your thing out. You take life, you give it. You took his life away, but you gave yours up to the system. No one I listen. No reason for living. We brought the lie, we can't be forgiven for all our sinning. Killing is the religion. Services in the prison. Ignorance got a slave, and our name is in the mentions. Under Tupac, Bible verse and two Glock. Say we ready to die, see a ghetto in the sky. Couldn't be more wrong than right shoes on the left feet. Highway to hell and we fighting for the best seat. No heart, bullets got no name. Little boys wanna bang, but them belly got your brain. Them belly got aim. Mike test one two. This thing is nothing. They rob a sister of a brother for a couple of hundred. They thinking that life is cheap, but it's expensive as ever. We send two forever for them heartless. Let's give a hand clap for Cynthia in the back. She is, like in The Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain, if that's what you call them, right? <laughs> Whoops, I've never seen it. Now the cat's out the back. Okay, uh, thank you for coming, everyone. How is everybody doing today? You guys excited about the possibility of not having school Monday? No, no, we want you to have school, amen. But we'll get into that a little later, but we know about that, so we're praying that everything works out because we know how much you guys love school. We want to make sure that you guys get your education and your learnings 
Amen. Your learnings, I said learnings, hallelujah, added the S there. I still need to go back to school. Amen. But let's go ahead and just start just with a short word of prayer. You know, we're going to be very specific in what we're talking about here as a church. And I pray that what I'm talking about today would somehow, by the power of God, would impact you in such a way where it causes you to stop thinking like, I got to do something. That's the, that's the purpose. Every time we come to church and you hear the word of God, it's meant to go out there. And what it does, it comes into your life. You hear it. Sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other. Like when people tell you to do something like, Mom, clean your room. Or your friends, hey, can you do this for me? Like we forget. But not the word of God. And so we're going to pray that God will specifically waken something up in your heart. Because he can do that. Because where before you would have just listened to it, just would have been words on a book. Right? It can be life to you. So we pray right now in Jesus' name, God, that every person here, God, you know them individually you know them by their name you know who they are and i pray god that this word today would touch them lord god that your word would go forth and specifically do what you want to do not my agenda not what i want to do or the things that i may have in mind of what i would like to do god i pray that you would do what you want to do with your children they are yours because you made them you gave them life and we come before you now, God, and we, we humble ourselves and we say you can teach us. We're open. Open up our hearts. God, even for the hearts here today that are hardened by life circumstances, God, I pray that you would soften them. God, that you would trade their heart of stone and make it into a heart of flesh so that what you are saying to them, Jesus, will be personal. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I mean, I love uh, starting with you know, preaching and prayer, because it reminds me as a preacher that, hey, this is not me coming up here and doing some like magic trick, and all of a sudden, we're all going to start crying, and we're going to be at the front praying. I See, I have no part, no power in that. That's what he does. All I do, I'm a messenger. I come up, and I speak his word, and what the Holy Spirit does, he's here in this room. He's here now. There's no, no more guessing he's here. He's watching, and he's waiting for people to respond in their heart. He's not the type of God that would come in and force himself upon you. I think Tyler, Tyler, saying it right, yes. Tyler is the youngest one here. Am I looking around? I'm correct. You're the youngest one here. And God's not the type of God that's like, man, you know, he's the youngest one. I'm going to take advantage of him. I'm going to force him to come up there and pray. He has a choice today by hearing the word of God whether he's going to respond or not respond. But here's it is. It goes out to everybody, whether you're the oldest, whether it is you're the youngest, whether you're the coolest looking, whether you're not so cool looking. It doesn't matter who you are, what type of category you may put yourself in. We all have the opportunity to respond to the Word of God. And today I want to talk about some things that have been on my heart um, just this past week. And I'm not going to get into politics, um, but I've been listening, putting my ear towards that. And I kind of want to talk to you a little bit. It does reflect about how we live it does reflect on, on the times that you live in and it's important that you understand what's going on around you okay sometimes people think that the church is is they have like um a deaf ear to what's going on i want to let you know that me as a youth pastor i'm doing my best i know the leadership here as well is doing their best to try to stay current in what's going on in your life and also what's going on around you. And I'm not sure if you guys have been uh, shocked or maybe um, awakened by some of the things that are coming up in your school and now what's being okay and what's being taught in our schools. 
But it's shocking. It's shocking because today in your schools, you will learn from teachers and you'll learn from peers and you'll love from trust sources that evil is okay. That evil is sometimes a necessity. See, doesn't that sound even good? It's sometimes a necessity. Sometimes you need evil. That evil can be tolerated. That even evil would be promoted and pushed onto you by your friends. And if it's pushed onto you so many times, you're not going to know what's right and wrong because you're going to start doing what everybody else is doing. And everybody else is just following the crowd. I kind of want to talk to you today. One of the things that came to mind is I thought about that school is coming back. One of the biggest things that came to mind, I'm just like, man, if I was back in high school, what do I remember the most? What's something that affected me? As I was thinking about what to, to preach on, I was praying like, God, what can you use me to talk about this week? And this came up to mind, peer pressure, right? You guys know what that is? By a show of hands, if you guys are familiar with peer pressure and what that is, just raise your hands. Just give me an idea. Fairly everybody in this place. And in high school, which most of us are in, if not in, in eighth grade, seventh grade, maybe the youngest, sixth grade, sixth grade, my man, sixth grade, right? You'll still find peer pressure. Check this out. At a Christian school, I've heard that there were sixth grade students having sex Check this out. In a Christian school, sixth grade students having sex in the girls' bathroom. And they had people out spying for them if teachers were to come. And they were smart. There was one at the end of the hall, another one at the end of the hall, and they would kind of make a noise and just act out of order so that people that were having sex in the bathroom would know, hey, something's happening, we got to go. Where did they learn to do that? Evil and promoting evil. Hey, I'm going to do this. Can you be? Sixth grade. How old are you, bro? Eleven. You guys might think this strange, but I once was a part of uh, an organization where we took, um, it was called New Moms. And uh, I was uh, 13 or 14 years old. I was going to be a freshman at Lane Tech. And this was around where I, I had orientation and everything. And I remember I needed a job. That was kind of like the summer where I wasn't too much involved in baseball and it's like, okay, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and, and get a job, make some money. My parents were like, listen, life's not all about baseball. You have to work. You have to. So they try to get me into some sort of thing where I can understand this. And they put me into a place called New Moms. And the program, what it was designed to do, it would take, it would bring in moms. It would bring in women who had children at a very young age. And it would give them classes. And the whole entire time, they would teach the woman to be able to stand on her own two feet, not just get an entry level just like McDonald's type of job. So they can go work downtown and make themselves a limit, uh, provide for their family. And the whole entire time where they're being taught, I will take care of the children. And the ages of the children that would come in sometimes were zero to zero, like newborns, to four years old. And I remember one time coming into work, I, I, I thought I had seen it all. I remember seeing a 12-year-old. I'm like, that can't even, is that even possible? She was so small, this little girl, walking in with a little belly. And I'm like, is that even possible? He looked at me, yeah. 
I was older than her. And I'm thinking to myself, like, is, is this is this Norman? And I kind of like it was a shock for me because I grew up in, in this house where we were taught the Bible. We loved God and we weren't really exposed to that. I grew up around the church and I remember just like my the exposure to some things like, whoa, this is intense. And then I got into high school and I noticed that, whoa, that was just the tip of the iceberg. People used to talk about drugs. I had never seen drugs. Let me tell you something. I was so sheltered from this that the first time that I had saw drugs was when I went to high school. I thought that drugs was only cigarettes. I'm like, what's drugs? And then here there's the little weed bag. I'm like, what's that? It smells like oregano. I didn't know oregano, bro. I'm like, what is it? Well, and then I'm like, no, no, I don't, I don't do drugs. Are you serious? No, I don't do drugs. That's, that's for losers. And, and I would think then, and, and I just remember like, whoa, being exposed to things. Because I grew up, you know, Christian home. You know, I just remember high school was, was a testing period for me in my walk with the Lord. And I can tell you the honest truth that I failed. I failed that testing point. Where loving God and loving people was in my heart. And that was the only thing that I knew from, a, from when I was a child. For when I can put two sentences together, my parents thought, this is who Jesus is. Give my life to the Lord when I was eight years old. And I remember, I can tell you everything about it, but I remember when I got to high school, everything had changed. What I had believed in to what I held true to what I believed and now was showing you. And I want to tell you something. One of the biggest things that came across was peer pressure. It doesn't matter if you're the coolest person. It doesn't matter if you're the youngest. It doesn't matter what kind of circle of friends you may be in. Everyone is affected by it. And I want to give you a story of someone who was affected by peer pressure. Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to Matthew 26. The title of this sermon is called All About Jesus. And I hope that by the end of this sermon, you can get in your heart that no matter what comes your way, it's all going to be about Jesus. Amen. Matthew 26, verses 69 through 65. As I get there. Matthew 26, verses 69 through 75. This is a story of one of Jesus' closest followers. We call him a disciple, and that's what we're about in this church. We're all about making disciples, people who are close to Jesus, that follow Jesus. And within the three years of Jesus' ministry, he had 12 disciples, 12 people who were close to him, that every day were with him, that when Jesus did something, they saw it. They were with Jesus as Jesus was speaking. They saw how Jesus healed the sick. They saw how Jesus opened blind eyes. They saw how Jesus cast out demons. They were around him 24-7. For three years of their life, they were around Jesus. They knew Jesus. They were his friends. And so this is a story of a man by the name of Peter who was the oldest, who was sort of like the leader. If you looked at Peter, he was the kind of guy that if all of them were to get together, he'd be the one saying, all right, guys, this is what we're going to do. And he would be that type of guy. He was the leader who was the oldest. And so this is the story of Peter disowning Jesus. Now, before we get into it, you may think to yourself, like, disowning. That word means to... But I don't, I don't know him. That means to, to unfamiliarize yourself with somebody. 
basically saying, I don't know, buddy. I don't know a person. I don't, I don't even, I have nothing to do with them. And this is a story of a man after three years spending time with Jesus. He gets to a point where people are pressuring him. And this what's, what's happening in context is Jesus is being crucified. Jesus is being taken to the Calvary, to the place where he's going to be hung on a cross. And he's carrying the cross. And as that's happening, people are around and noticing, hey. So let's get into the story before we go ahead and, and explain a little more. Verse 69, it says this. Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. Here the accused accusations start coming. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Verse 71. Then he went out to the gateway where another girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. She's getting people around. She's like, listen, don't let this guy go through. He was with Jesus. He denied it again with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are the one of them, for your accent gives it away. Then he began to call down curses on himself. And he swore to them, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word of Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. This is the story of a man who for three years of his life, that's all he knew was the person of Jesus Christ. He saw and had a revelation that he is just not another person. He's just not another prophet, but he is the son of God. He had that personal revelation that this is God. For three years, knowing him, walking with him, being close with Jesus, then it gets to the point where he's confronted, where things aren't as easy as they once were. Where Jesus, the one he called master, was being put to death. And it's happening in the streets and people are noticing him. Like, wait a minute. Weren't you with Jesus? Didn't you call your... Wait, wait, this is... And three times. Three times. Till the third time. He had to convince people that he was not... He started calling down curses upon himself. And he said, I do not know the man... The Bible says that the rooster crow, Jesus told them, you will deny me three times. And Peter said, before everything had happened, Jesus said to Peter, you will deny me three times. And Peter's like, me, Jesus? No. No. It was far beyond Peter to realize and understand that he was God. He knew it was going to happen. But in his heart, he said, I don't want to do that. I will not do that. You have the wrong one. Jesus, not me. And I can bet you Peter in his own heart and mind, like, why would he even say that about me? Like, I would never do that. Are you serious? I followed you for three years. I gave up my family. I followed you. I love you. To the point where the rooster crowed and everything that Jesus had told him came back to his mind. The Bible says that he went outside and wept bitterly. He was broken. I want us to remember that being broken. But I want to go back and talk about peer pressure. You're in school. You're in high school. And you're in the hallways. And there's a lot of things happening. As a matter of fact, I was having one-on-one with some of my guys. And they're confessing, like, man, there's a lot of things going on. And sometimes it can get hard to be Christian. And I know I'm not the only one who's a Christian in there. But let me tell you something. When you're in school, you feel like you're the only one in there. And sometimes you may feel like there is no hope of anything ever changing around you. 
Because when you look, everybody's so used to doing things a certain way, and the way they're doing things aren't of Christ. And the way they're used to doing things, everybody promotes, and everybody kind of like, yeah, that's what you do. And it's kind of one of these unspoken treaties that everybody has. Like, well, you know, when you have a girlfriend, you make out your locker. Everybody has to see it. It's like, what? That's a... Confession, that was me. <laughs> that was me. I used to walk around in the high school. It's like, I will never do that. I used to make fun of people. And then I remember after, before division, I would always go to my girlfriend's locker. Hey. And I just remember just like, oh, man, that was me. And then the, her division teacher comes out. What are you doing? Get out of here. Like he wanted to hit me. I'm like, ah. You know, but confession, that is me. But here's the thing. I didn't go into high school saying, hey, that's, I want to do that. It's kind of like, man, I, I want to. I believed in some things. I was taught some things. And, and I can tell you the truth that not everybody holds the same values as you do. They don't. They don't hold the same values as the Word of God. They don't. As a matter of fact, I want you to open up your Bibles to 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 and 2. 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 and 2. We're getting into the Word of God today. And I'll prove it to you. The people don't have believe the same things as you. The Bible says this, 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 and 2. It says, the Spirit clearly says that in the latter times. Now, you got to understand, when the Bible was written, it was written about almost 2,000 years ago. And so he's saying, the, the Spirit, God is saying that in the later times. I think we're some later times. 2,000 years later, I think that's later times, yeah? It says that some later times, some will abandon the faith. And follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with hot iron. You know what that means? That's been seared with hot iron. If you're ever ironing, if you guys ever iron your clothes, and you know when that thing is on, generally they have a red light or something that tells you this iron is on, it's hot. Do not touch it. Okay, I remember one time being in Puerto Rico and we saw an electric stove and it was on. And my little sister said, it's not hot. The lady said, it was hot. No, it's not hot. It's not hot. It's not hot. Ah! And she burned her hand. And we're like, oh, my God. Ah! It did not look hot. It looked like it just was normal, but it was hot like a fire. And I'm telling you right here, the Bible says that there are people in this world who have left the faith. Think about it. People that you may know, your friends, that may have loved Jesus, that may have been with you sitting next to you in this youth group, that may have been your boyfriend, your girlfriend, or a friend, or somebody that you knew. They were sitting next to you. And now if you find them where they're at, they're no longer with you. They're no longer in this church. They're no longer following Jesus. But they have this own way about them to do whatever they feel like. And they will tell you things to try to convince you that it's okay. The Bible says such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with hot iron. Do you know that when something gets seared, that means it loses its feeling? Do you know that when you burn your hand to such an extent, you no longer would have feeling? It's calloused. 
Do you know that playing guitar, a lot of guitar players, when they're pressing down on the metal strings, what happens is they build calluses on their fingers so that no more feeling would come to them because when you're playing on metal strings, it can hurt you holding it for a while. It's calloused. There are people today in your school that have become callous to what's good and evil, and they don't have to be a Christian. You can know what's good and evil by being a Christian. You can know, okay, killing somebody is evil. Okay, maybe this is evil. This is evil. Cheating is evil. But their consciousness have become seared as with hot iron. And I want to tell you today that us as a church... That if you say, I love Jesus Christ, that if you're saying today that, man, I've accepted God as my Lord and Savior, that God is trying to speak to your heart. And I pray that your heart wouldn't become seared to what he's saying. You know one way that your heart can be seared to what God is saying today in this age, in your life, in your senior year of high school, in your freshman year of high school, in your eighth grade years, in your sixth grade years. You know how your heart can become seared to what he's saying? Peer pressure. Hello? Do you know that God is the type of God that wants to talk to you? <laughs> Do you know that? Do you know he's not the type of God to sit in heaven on a throne in his, in his kingdom and look down and say, I'm not going to talk to him, I'm too busy. The Bible says that he does not rest. The Bible says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He's ready and willing to talk to you. You never have somebody, like a friend that you have really close to you that always has something to say? Like every time you're around, they want to tell you something. It's like, man, I'm tired right now. I don't want to. Let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about this. And sometimes even to our own extent, after we're done and feeling good, like, man, shut up. (laughs) Stop talking to me. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about how your friend likes your other friend and how you kind of like him too. (gasps) Dear Lord, don't tell me about it. And sometimes we don't have the patience. The Bible says that God is in heaven right now and he's not sleeping. He's awake and he's ready and willing to talk to you if you want to talk to him. But that's the kind of God that we serve, that he talks back. Sometimes we cannot hear him. Why? Because of outside influences of what other people are saying. And especially now that we're back in school, peer pressure. Some of us have even given up to the point where we know that peer pressure is a real thing and we're not going to try to live boldly or radical for Jesus, so we just act like, I'm just going to love Jesus on my own. As if God hasn't called you to become a voice in your school, as if God hasn't called you to share your faith. Well, I'm no evangelist. He still called you to go. I kind of want to talk to you today about that. In this world, there are going to be people that come up to you and say, evil is good, and good is evil. But where do you stand? Where do you stand? Let's go to the Bible, back to 1 Timothy 4. Let's read verses 7 and 8. Amen. He has to pee. The man's got to pee. He knows what he wants. You do you, son. You do you. Since he was cute, we let him get away with it. But if you guys come up and say that, if I ever see Jonathan, I got to pee. Boy, you better go pee. Don't be telling me. Hallelujah. Amen. Just be awkward. Hey, guys, I got to pee. Put this down. We're moving on. First Timothy 4, 7. It says this. Have nothing to do with godless myths. 
and old wives' tales rather than tra rather train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. What is the Word of God telling us today? I think that the Word of God is telling us how to deal with peer pressure. And, and there's nothing that I can do as your pastor to say, hey, listen, peer pressure, you leave Marty alone. Don't you come up to her. Hey, peer pressure, don't you bother Jeremiah. Don't you make fun of him. Hey, peer pressure, don't tell Tyler that he's too young to serve Jesus. Don't you tell him that. Hey, peer pressure, don't you tell Mariana that she's too crazy for Jesus. Don't you tell her that. See, I, I can't do that. Because not everybody is hearing the word of God. Not everybody is loving Jesus. Not everybody is saved. I can't, I can't control that. But if I can understand that I can accept peer pressure that it exists, but I'm not okay with it. Hello? I can accept that there, there's going to be peer pressure, but I'm not okay with it. The Bible says this, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Have nothing to do with it, right? Rather train yourself to be godly. What do you mean, that? train yourself to be godly? I love that that's there. I love the Bible says, train yourself to be godly. You know why? So many people have the idea, once they come to church, they become a saint. And that somehow, that if they're in the presence of God, they can walk out, and in everything that they'll do, would be okay. But how many of you guys know there's a Holy Spirit that once you get saved, and you know you're not living right, conviction comes to your heart? But the Bible says this, train yourself to be godly. What do you mean, train yourselves? Amen. We have three lovely ladies here in the front who go to Rickover, right? And there's going to be a lot of training because you guys are in a military school, a Naval Academy school. There's going to be a lot of training. And I can see they're over here in their uniforms. And when you're a senior year, it's going to be all decked out with things. So let's go ahead and give them a hand clap. <laughs> Captains, lieutenants, generals, the whole goods, right? But we understand in this world, there's training for different things. But the Bible is telling us the same thing, saying, train yourself. Train yourself. How do you train yourself? Ever ask yourself that question? Ever ask yourself, man, my life is looking the same. It's looking the same since I got here. And I keep on going up to my, my people who keep me accountable, and I keep on dealing with the same thing. Like, what's, what's not going? Something is wrong. I know it's not God. It has to be on my end. Well, have you been training yourself? You know that boxers, when they box, there's so much training and so much time they will spend into punching bags. You ever seen those punching bags? You guys ever seen those giant things and you just see them go and they're punching and they're punching and it looks like they're doing nothing but just releasing anger. I was like, what are they doing? They're, so, they're such mad people. They're just punching things whatever. But they're training. They're training their footwork how to punch it. The bag's moving so they move around it. So they punch with the left and they punch with the right and they move to keep their balance. You know that speed ball where they work on getting their hands faster so that when that fight comes out, when that fight comes up and then they're put into the ring, you better be ready. They're ready to knock somebody out. Nobody ever goes into a fight in a boxing right and like, I'm going to lose. I want to lose. That'd be dumb. And for the same way as a Christian, when you go up in school, 
and face peer pressure, you're just going to lay down like, I'm going to lose. Even though I have God, the Holy Spirit, the one who birthed life into this universe, even though he lives inside of me, I'm going to lose. Like, what? Is that the norm? Is that what you, as a church, like, we're just going to lay down. Sin, you want to come in and just go ahead and teach everybody it's okay to have sex, just use a condom? Go ahead. It's okay to go ahead and cheat in school as long as you make it out and go to college. It's okay. Or we're going to do something about it. Hey, your choice. Peer pressure is coming your way. Train yourself to be godly. Verse 8, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Do you know that, that word godly? We know what that means has the word God in it, right? Train yourself to be godly, to be more like God, right? But God is in heaven. We can't see God. No, 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 but Jesus Christ came. He was God. What was his life like? Train yourself to be godly. The Bible says that the promises for the present life and the life to come are yours. Here's the trick. When peer pressure comes your way, you remember that you're not of this world. In closing, let's stand up. I want to read this verse, and I'll just go ahead and give it to you. In closing, I want to give you this verse. You just remember, everybody's going to face peer pressure, and I'm going to give you some things right now to help you get through that. But listen, it's the Word of God that I'm giving you. That's not Adam's 10 tips to get better life, to get better grace, to be a better Christian. Nope. This is who you are in Christ. Check this out. We all have options. Look, look. there are choices in front of you right now. You can choose this. And your school, people around you will be changed. You can choose this. But peer pressure is still going to come. And sometimes going against the grain, going against the popular vote, going against what everybody else may be doing or saying may not come easy because you may lose friends. But you'll win new friends because people will be saved. Amen. Check this out. When peer pressure comes your way, just remember you're not of this world. This world, you'll be here 70 years. You have a soul. Right now, this is like a casing for your soul. Okay? For your spirit. It's a spirit living inside of you. Listen, 70 years, if you're blessed, 80 to 100. Right? But this is not your permanent home. You know my permanent home? Heaven. What are you living for? Because if you realize what you're living for, peer pressure has no place. <laughs> this is not my home. You're going to be here forever. Just don't be in heaven. But God has put you here on this earth. Not because, oh, I can't wait until I get to heaven. No, no. It's because you get to experience heaven here. <laughs> Making any sense? I'll give it to you right now. First, John says this. John 1, it says this. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. That's Jesus. And it says this in verse 10. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. It didn't recognize Jesus. Even though Jesus made this world by speaking, the earth, the stars, everything you know, Jesus spoke it. Even though he made the world, the world did not recognize him. 
He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who have received him, to those who believed in his name, hallelujah, he gave the right. Somebody say right. He gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband will, but born of God. You see, it's a right to be a child of God. And I want you to know that today in this place, you have a right there's some things that come along with that right. There's some things that happen that you can't expect. And it's okay because it's your right as children of God to not be okay with sin and evil around. Hello? It's your right. People come into church all the time. People leave the church all the time. doesn't mean they're children. The Bible says that God gives them the right. It's not something you've earned He's given it to you, not born of natural descent, but born of the Spirit. In closing, with all eyes closed in this place. I know that as I was speaking, the Holy Spirit went and was putting his finger on something. So that as my words were saying one thing, God was touching one thing in your heart. And it was his own little sermon to what I was saying. And I believe that the Holy Spirit went out and touched everybody's heart in this place. This is what we're going to do in closing. Because we understand that peer pressure, it doesn't know any age limit, doesn't know any nationality, it affects everyone. And what we want to see here happen in this place, so you know what? we're not waiting for heaven to come, we want to bring heaven to earth. And the Bible says that it's our right to want that. You know, it's recorded that Peter, the one who had disowned Jesus three times, that the Bible says that in another account, when Jesus had rose again, that he met with his disciples and he met with Peter. And he's talked with Peter and he asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes, Lord, I love you. And Jesus had asked him this three times to Peter. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Take care of my sheep. You know, history goes on to tell us that this man, Peter, a disciple of Jesus Christ, went on to live his life. And then on the day of Pentecost, he preached a sermon where over 3,000 people gave their life unto God. This man who was ashamed against the crowd when they were telling him, listen, this is who you are. He was afraid when the peer pressure came right to him, denied Jesus Christ. The Bible says of this man, Peter, that Peter went on. And he preached a sermon and he gave his life unto the Lord and he saw healings come. The Bible says that even his shadow healed people. That people knew that, hey, listen, this man of God, Peter, who was with Jesus, the one who was with his side for three years is coming in town. And I want to get close to him because I know that whatever is in him is the same as that of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says and history records and tells us that this Peter... Even though he had compromised, even though he had given in, was a man given over to Jesus.
It wasn't given over by people. It wasn't given over by popular vote. History records that Peter, on his death, they were bringing him to a cross. They were bringing him to a cross, and they were going to hang him on that cross. And he said to the people, I have but one request of you, that you would hang me upside down, because I'm not worthy to die like my master. I'm not worthy to die like Jesus died. doesn't sound like a man of compromise to me. And I know that some of us have come into this youth group this night tonight. And there have been some area of compromise. So that's why it's easy for us to give in to peer pressure. There have been some areas of compromise where even ourselves, where we try to convince ourselves that nothing is happening. And peer pressure seems to get a hold of us. Right now we're going to leave a time open for prayer. We're going to get some music playing in this place. But we're going to create an atmosphere of prayer right now. Holy Spirit. I just pray right now, God, that you would touch hearts. That God, even to the one who has preached the less, even to the one who doesn't think, God, you would just speak to them. Here's what we're going to do. Since everybody's susceptible to um, peer pressure, we're just going to pray right now that God will touch our hearts in the area of compromise. Yeah? So right now, where you're at in your seat, I want you to just pray and come to the Lord. Come clean. There's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no hiding from God as if he can't see, as if his eyes that burn like fire can't see through what you're not telling us. So tell him right now, Lord, this is, this is who I am. And he knows. God, right now, God, we pray that every area of compromise that was holding us down, that was like a weight to us, God, in our life. You would take it off our shoulders in Jesus' name. God, not only you take it off our shoulders, make us fear better, but God, forgive us of our sins. Clean us by your blood, Jesus. Make us new. Transform our minds. God, we love you. We give you our hearts and our lives. Not just Fridays, but our entire lives so that you can have your way. In Jesus' name. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to leave this altar open. Amen. And you can look at it as like this. As a place where you lay down the peer pressure. Because sometimes what peer pressure does, it's a pressure by people around us. And it pushes and it pushes and it pushes in the corner. So we do something that we normally wouldn't do. This is what we're going to do. We're going to put that off. Some of us live in the boxes, in the boundaries that peer pressure has pushed you. Hello? You live based on what you think other people are going to say of you. You live based on how other people have perceived you. So now you're going to go ahead and fit the box. You're going to fit within those lines. But when it comes to you living for Jesus Christ and allowing his light to shine through you, we want to get those off you. So right now I'm going to pray and then I'm going to release you to come up here. Because listen, if you're serious about it, God's going to meet you here. And what he's going to do, he's going to give you boldness. He's going to give you strength. He's going to give you the courage. Because sometimes it's not easy. It's not easy to live for God. He's going to give you the courage. That no matter what happens, He's going to be there with you. He'll love you. He'll get you through it. He's not the guy that will lead you to something and just abandon you. He's going to get you through it. And He's going to meet you up here. Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Every person, God, that has been at one point in this area of compromise, God, Lord, we pray that you break that off of them in Jesus' name. 
God, that you would meet with every student and you bring your power. God, you bring your love. You bring your peace. You bring your strength. You bring your boldness. That, God, you would give us courage in Jesus' name. God, we pray this for every student in Jesus' name. These altars are open for you right now. If you just want to come up here and just say, God, get it off me. Get it off me. Get it off me. These boundaries, these lines that I'm living in to please people, these lines, get it off me. Get it off me. In Jesus' name, get it off me. Come on. Listen, for every person up here, I want to pray for you. And we're going we're gonna to mark you that you're God's. Whatever the enemy had planned for your life, to try to destroy it, to try to throw you off track, I'm setting you apart. Amen. So if you're around, I'm just going to come around and just lay my hands on you guys. But listen, in the attitude of prayer, everybody... Stay in the attitude of prayer. Let the Holy Spirit talk to you. Amen.
morning closing let's sing this out if you're here at these altars would you stand to your feet just everybody in this place in closing God, we want your fire to be in this place. God, we remember what you're doing right now in our hearts. Holy Spirit, confirm it, seal it, and give them power, God. We pray for power in Jesus' name. In closing, we're just going to close out in prayer. Would you hold the hand next to you? Would you just speak that over them? Then anything that has been keeping them locked up, chained up to what others have wanted them to be, we've broken off of them in Jesus' name. And after you pray for that, pray that God's word, his strength, his power, his peace would be over them. God, I pray, God, you would invade lives this week. God, even though they're praying that God, you would do some things. God, I pray that you would go and invade their lives. God, in such a way, like, I didn't see this coming. I prayed for this. I didn't know you. God, you would do it in such a way. Blow past our expectations, oh God. God, we go out there. God, I pray that you transform lives. What's happened here, God, would stick. The things that were broken off. Were you broken off? I was praying for people here at these altars. There were things broken off. God had words for people. God, continue to do that throughout the week. You can do it. Holy Spirit, you can give them words. Speak to them. In Jesus' name we pray. God, we're thankful for everyone here. God, I pray that they would have a safe journey home, God, in what you are doing in their lives. We pray that you bless them, God. We love them. In Jesus' name. Come on. And everybody said, Come on, and everybody said, Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise, would you? Hallelujah. Why don't you go ahead? This is what I want you to do. In closing, we always have something where we greet somebody we're not so familiar with. And I see some unfamiliar faces, right? I'm pointing right at him. He's looking around. Right? So this is what I want you to do. Talk. Don't talk. Okay, we're going to hug. Jeremiah. No, we're going to hug. Okay. Give someone a, a, a Christian side hug. Guys, we've got... But just give them a hug, you know what I mean? Guys, if it's a girl, don't give them the full frontal. I'm going to teach you how to do it the Christian way. If it's a guy and girl, hey, God bless you. All right? Guys, don't go like this. God bless you. Don't do it like that. Okay, I just got a demonstration. Jeremiah, come on up here. This is really happening. We're demonstrating what a hug should look like. Christian side hug. Ready? Come on. Christian. You know what you Come on this side. Come on this side. Come on. Christian side hug. Guy and girl. Guys with guys? Hey, 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 hey. Guys with guys? Okay. Two people that you're not familiar with and you haven't seen in a long time. Go!
explosion. Came back to start again. Gun, guns blaze. There goes a friend. You think life is perfect? My brother, think again. So if you listen, if you listen in. So turn around, put it down, homeboy, give it all to him. I don't know what you think I should do.
your ways are better. I'm not on the fence. Who distributes joy? Who sets the soul free? Who can forgive sin? Jesus, who died for me? Yes, it's true that I've been captured by your love. I've been captured by your grace. I've been covered by your blood. I was lost, but now I'm found. Yes, it's true you hold me back. Jesus, here's my white flag. I surrender right now. Jesus, here's my white flag. I surrender right now. I surrender right now. I surrender right now. Jesus, here's my white flag. I surrender right now. I promise. 
I'm guilty. God forgive me, I'm guilty. You know what? I'm guilty. Yeah, yeah that's right, I did it. Right out in the open for all to see, and I never hit it, I got to admit it. They took the whip, ripped his back wide open, and split it. I heard him cry every time they pulled it back and hit it. Wonder why was he silent now, I didn't get it. Watched him die while he cried out, no way to finish. I thought nobody would find out the crime that I've committed. I tried to hide out, it's too late, that's right, I did this. It's my time now, my own eyes have been a witness. To my crime now, I'm speechless and I'm defenseless. Can anybody find out, it's obvious that this is my final time now, I finally come to my senses. I'ma climb down and take whatever I'm sentenced. I know why now, there's no way that I can miss this. Open my eyes now, I see him just for who he is. This. My guilt is mine now. Seven 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 five two. Pigeon five two versus the Son of God and murder one. The court has found you guilty as charged. However, after further review of the case, the prosecution has dropped the charges. You're free to go. Chipotle presents Cultivate, a free festival for the whole family. Join chefs, artisans, and farmers on the path to delicious, sustainable food. Demonstrations, tastings, live music, and a kid's area. Cultivate, Saturday, September 15th, Lincoln Park, 11 to 7.
to overcome my flesh. I bought clothes to get undressed, but God revealed my nakedness. A hostile enemy, speech was all enemy. Jesus was a nice guy, but wasn't no friend to me. My lips said I loved him, my actions despised his reign. I had my own agenda, I was my own king. Then he came, I was changed by grace through faith. Every dollar that I owed, it was paid, 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 paid. Sin bill was something I couldn't pick up. Now I got my hands raised high like a stick up. He know me even better than I know myself. Every hand on my head, every knee I felt. So before I'm gone, gotta get to know him. See light no more, but the light's still on. Yeah. Take your life away 
and strip away your joy. Pretend that she gon' build you up, but she just gon' destroy you. My friends fell low when they were so high. Got me running scared of myself, no lie. And I know I'm gon' die. I tried gold turkey, but when I'm feeling worthy, Satan sure I'm trying to murder me. I'm doing myself dirty, flirting with what's perverted. I should follow the word, but I guess I'd rather be murdered.
I'm nothing without him. I could I live? Could I breathe? My life is worthless without worship. So now my purpose is his service. This is certain. We've been purchased. We gotta grow a truth of a God is perfect. Worse is a life full of sin and curses. But Christ shed blood so that we can be purchased. Move past the pain. Move past the hurt. Move past the dead. You're an issue of birth. Move past the pain. Move past the hurt. Move past the dead. You're an issue of birth.
Do you have college ability? At Triton College, you do. Everything you need for success is right here. Two years of a quality education cost less than $7,000. Once you graduate, you'll be ready for a well-paying job or to transfer to a four-year school. Affordability, employability, transferability, enjoyability. That's college ability. It's all within your reach. Visit triton.edu slash Pandora today. Triton College, empowering success in life-changing ways. Let's tell them. I'm a believer. Yeah. Hey. This is me. We gotta let love. This is who I am. Hey. To all people. Let's get out of baby. Come on. Hey. This right here don't make no sense. You ain't got to guess, baby, that I'm his. Crucified. Die. Now we're loving him. I done put my faith in him. Hold me to the end. Got a new life. I live in Christ. Christ. It's because of him your boy shines so bright. Right. You keep the rings and the chains and the ice cap.
couldn't live without her Got no strength on my own Yo, I'm living solar power Getting bright lit This ain't no light switch I can't turn it on and off Look, come ignite this I wanna be that flame in the dark When no light is While I'm in this frame I show them who the Christ is When they see my deeds, deeds I'm just being me I hope that they see in you Every time they see in me Treating others the same way That I would want them treating me <laughs> Yeah, we say it all the time But that ain't done so easily So Jesus, give me your heart Mine is deceitful Then give me your eyes I wanna see people Same way that you see them Cause you all that they need It's like I'm Peter Though I'm falling You're still calling me to be the man In dark world How they gonna know If we don't put his glory on display And let it show So let that be light Let that be To my boy Ox, man, it had me broken Cause he was doing things that I know I had taught him back when I was in sin Now I know the world's watching You're giving hands, feet, tongue, eyes, and the like To show the world what we really prize is the Christ So take that Romans 12, one, apply it to your life Let your light shine, your body's a living sacrifice This is worship, uh, with you on the verses The light in you could be darkness So are you serving? I pray Father, search in on the seat of my heart so i leave that joint alone all i know is that i'm prone to wander and to foam so put fire in these bones by your spirit make me strong if we like then we own it's time to make him known we illuminate the dark till the day comes we in the dark world how they gonna know if we don't put his glory on display and let it show so let that be light let that be light let that be light let that be light Hilltop, and I know the only way, so hit me when you feel lost. Yeah, so put your shades on, you know, lower your frames. Cause when this glory shines, you gon' lower your frame. Higher than smoking Mary Jane on an aeroplane. His name's great, that's why Craig is living for Jesus, man. Much love to the folks in the church, lighting up the world while they're putting in work. Even when it hurt, man, we can't stop now. Some gave in when the faith gave out, but we can't lose what we never did earn. Walk with the sun, so my life's gon' burn. Never giving up, and I'm never gon' turn. Going in the dark to the Lord.
Let me get this out my chest. I know some folk gon' be mad. Ain't tryna start no mess, but I know how folk gon' react. Feel like I gotta strive and press. Tell them what I mean till they see that. They think I got a problem with dollars and making green cash. But money really ain't the problem. Every grand is a grant from the vibe. 